Good morning, living word. Good morning, morning manites. It's another day that the Lord hath made. This is how we start our day saying, this is the day he has made and we will rejoice and be glad in it. Certainly all of us have the ability, the capacity, the reasons to be, to rejoice and to be glad, especially if we are a child of God. And if you're listening to this podcast and you're not a child of God, then I don't know how you're going to make it because you need to be a child of God because without him, you're certainly dying. But thank God that we have Jesus Christ and through him, we have eternal life. And so because of that, we can actually rejoice in every day, no matter what we face in the physical realm. We know that everything in the physical realm is temporary and the Bible reminds us the suffering or the issues of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory that shall be revealed in us. So you and I, we can look ahead. We can look at what God has promised us. God is a promise keeper. And whenever he speaks his word, the word must be established. It cannot return to him unaccomplished. God's word must be accomplished in the earth. Whatever he says must come to pass. But you must take that word and act on it. You must believe Act on it, apply it to your life with the expectation that his word is going to be active in my life. I don't know if that's your mindset, but if it's not already, it should be your mindset. That whatever God says, I'm just going to come in agreement with it, apply it to my life with the expectation that it will become my reality. Yeah, that's how we have to live our lives, especially in today's world, when we see everything that is going on, we better have the word of God in us and, and we, our lives should be maintained. Our lives should be based upon the word of God it needs to be our foundation. It needs to be the principles and it needs to be used to discipline ourselves. It must be the word of God. Why? Because the word of God is unchangeable. It never changes. Um, laws change in this world, morals changes, principles change, but the word of God never changes. It is constant, it is sure, and it's solid ground. And that's how we base our faith. That's how we get our principles to live by. There's the word of God that we discipline our lives by. Our talk, our walk, even our thought must be disciplined and must be in accordance and in harmony with the word of God. And when we act like that, when we think like that, act like that, we can have the expectation that that word is going to become our reality. Now I know some things take time. I've always said, you know, you plant a seed outside in your backyard for a mango tree. I planted some mangoes tree this past week. I don't expect to see mangoes today. <laughs> It has a germination time. Mangoes take a little while longer, right? It's not like peas. It may take a shorter time. Mangoes take a long time. So I expect mangoes in about a year and a half or two years, I should have some mangoes, right? So everything has time. There's a time and a season for everything. So, But we must plant the seeds. We must think and act in order to, for those things that we are thinking upon and acting on to become our reality. Matter of fact, that is my topic today. My topic today is really just think and act. 
think and act. Thinking is good, but acting is also necessary in order to bring about the reality of the things we're thinking about. What if you always thought that you want to be a nurse? But just thinking it don't bring it to pass. You have to act on it. You have to go go get the classes you need, go to the school, get the education you need. And even after you do that, you have to take the exam. You got to pass the exam to be board certified. You have to do all those things in order to become a nurse. So your thinking is just the beginning process. Your acting is what causes the reality. And the reason I'm saying that is because a lot of us are having faith, but we're not acting on our faith. We're thinking, we just, oh, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, Lord. And when God said, do this and do that, you know, we don't do it. We want prosperity in our life. When God said, give your tithe, you don't do it. God said, give an offering. We don't give what he says for us to give and all those things. But yet we still want the reality of what God says in his word without us actually doing our part. We must do our part. Heaven will not open until you do your part. God says, bring tithe. I will open heaven. I will rebuke the virus for your sake. So if you if you want the devourer rebuked out of your life, then you have to do your part. God does his part, always does his part. The problem is us. Sometimes we just don't do our part, but we think God is going to do. But God cannot go against his word. Exactly what he put in place is exactly how it works. If the law of physics, the law of physics must work the same way every time. 2 plus 2 must equal 4 every time. 1 plus 1 must equal 2 every time. If not, it would throw everything in confusion. Matter of fact, Matt, think what would happen if we got to choose whatever we want 1 plus 1 to equal. We could say 1 plus 1 equals 1,000. Everybody would have their own number. This world would be total chaos. And so it has to be uniformity. So just as how 1 plus 1 must always equal 2, in order to make math math formulas work correctly and without those things, without those basic structure, then we will never we can't have real math. And so it is in the principles that God set in place for us. They are set in stone. God is not going to change them. There's a part for us to do and there's a part for God to do. Let us go to the book of James chapter two and verse seventeen. It says this, even so, this is the King James Version, even so if it hath not works is dead being alone. Let me read that over again. Even so faith, if it hath not work is dead being alone. Yea, a man may say thou hast faith and I have works. Show me thy faith without thy works and I will show you my faith with my works. The, ta the Passion Translation puts it this way. I like the Passion Translation. It says, so then, so then faith that doesn't involve action is phony. Faith without the corresponding action is phony. But someone, so, but someone might object and say, one person has faith and another person has works. Go ahead then and prove to me that you have faith without works. And I will show you faith by my works as proof that I believe. You can believe all you want that there is one true God. That's wonderful. But even the demons know this and tremble with fear before him. Yet they are unchanged. They remain demons. And so just as it is, yeah, you can believe that there is a God. 
but to, you have to take corresponding action to accept them as Lord. Do you accept them? The Bible says even demons believe, but they're not changed because they're not serving him. They're not taking the corresponding action by submitting themselves to him, by living in harmony with his word. And so it is with just about anything in life. We could have the faith for something, but if we don't step out and do what is necessary um, to bring it to pass, then it will stay right there in our minds. Think about some of the most beautiful buildings that you see. Um, some architect, somebody thought about it in their minds first. They had to come to somebody's mind. They had to then put it on paper. And an architect had to actually draw it. And then they had to give it to the building engineers to make sure the physics is, is, is in line so it won't fall down when they build it. And all those things, those, those are corresponding action, but it started with a thought process. It always begins in our minds, but it takes an act to bring it into reality. Amen. And so thought is the creative power. It's the impelling force that causes the creative power to act. Thinking in a certain way will bring prosperity to you, but you must not rely on thought alone, paying no attention to personal action. You must pay attention to your action. You know, the Bible says if you want friends, you got to be friendly. That's what the word of God says. You know, oh my God, I want a friend. I want a good friend. But you're not friendly. You're not, you know, you're not the type of person anybody want to be friends with. You're not stable. You're easily upset. You know, you're easily offended. You know, if somebody says something to you, even a little joke, you get upset. You're thin-skinned. You're not going to have many friends. <laughs> the Bible is very true. You want to be, you want to have friends? Show yourself as friendly. And so it's, you know, you, you think it. But your action has a lot to do with what you receive in your life. Now, we have not reached the stage yet um, um, to where a man can just from nothing create something. <laughs> that is God. God does that. God creates the earth from nothing. Right? So it came from the invisible realm did not exist. God simply spoke it into existence, and that's how it came into being, from the spiritual into the physical by the word of God. We have yet to have that level of authority, right? That we can, that we just think something come to pass. Now, it doesn't work like that. The Bible says in Genesis 3 19, listen to this, because some of you are already off track. And what do you say, Pastor? Listen to what it says in Genesis 3, 19. In the sweat of thy face shalt thou eat bread till thou return unto the ground. For out of it was thou taken, for dust thou art, and unto dust thou shalt return. Right? So that means the, the work of human hands is necessary. Not only must we think, but our personal action must supplement our thoughts. If it is to be, it is up to me. So your thought make your thoughts makes all things animate, right? Or it creates things in your mind, right? You see things in your mind because you know we think in pictures. We don't really think in words. We think in 
when we think in pictures um, and you first see it in your thought, but it's going to take your personal activity, your personal activity. It must be such that you can rightly receive what you want when the opportunity reaches you. Right. So just in case. All right. So you have a thought in your mind, you know, you're praying for a good job, you know, and all those kind of things. Well, what do you sit home doing? Are you sitting home doing a resume? Are you sending it out? Are you getting um, educated to better prepare yourself for this job? What are you doing? You want to get a promotion on your job? You know, there's a job opening coming. Are you doing the best you can possibly do right where you are? We talked about that yesterday, being your, being your best. Are you the best at what you can be at your job? Are you recognized as an overachiever? Yeah, you have faith for that promotion, but are you doing the best that you can do that when the opportunity opened, your name was called? <laughs> yeah. They, they, listen, I always says nobody's going to promote a slouch. If you're a slouch, don't expect to be promoted. You have to prepare yourself, not only think it, but do what is necessary to move to the level that you are thinking of. So your thoughts, your thoughts simply position you, prepares you, um, and it causes you to see where you want to go. But it's your action that shifts you from where you are. To where you want to go. So it's it's important that we understand that. You can't steal what is not yours. Well, you could, but you're going to end up losing it because what is not yours is not yours, right? And so you think you can take somebody's position. You could do this. You could do that. No, it's all going to come back on you. So make sure that your thoughts and your actions are in harmony that you can move and you can grow and go um, to where you want to be. Now, it's, it's certainly important that we have a clear and distinct mental image of the things that we want to see in our lives. Uh, we hold fast to the purpose for, the, for, those things, for those things that we desire. We must hold fast to them in our hearts and our minds and, and, and then prepare to receive those things, do what's necessary. I don't believe we would have owned the property that we own if we not only had faith for it, but we didn't put the things in place that when the opportunity arrives, we were ready to, to get it and to receive it. You see, a lot of us, we want things, we want to buy houses, but our credit is messed up. We're not doing anything to fix it. We're not saving any money. Our books, our, our taxes not been filed in the last five years. We're always behind on bills and things like that. Mm -mm. Yeah, you're thinking it, and that's good, but your corresponding action must be in line and be ready for when the opportunity presents itself. There are no issues. And so when it was time for us to get a property, when the property presented itself, we quickly was ready. Why? Because we had every Thing in place and it allows us to easily and seamlessly acquire the opportunity that came our way. Yeah, we have faith, you know, but of course we have to speak faith. And then because of faith, God created the opportunity for us. 
But if we were not ready, I don't think we would have gotten it. But faith without works is dead. And so I think we must have the corresponding action in place to receive that which we are having faith for. Right? You want a healthy body. You're believing God for your health. Then you need to start doing healthy things. You need to eat right. You need to exercise. You need to drink water. All the things that is necessary to bring forth your help. It's good that you are thinking it. But now, what is your corresponding action? What are you doing about it? You have aches in your body, pains in your elbows and your knees. The doctor tells you you have arthritis. All this stuff. Well, what are you doing to mitigate it? Right? There's physical things that we need to do to bring changes in our lives. And we must have the we must have the drive and the will to not just have faith, but to also have the corresponding actions behind it to bring forth that which we are believing for. Amen. We must be certain to act in a positive way, right? Because without us acting in the right way, we will never appropriate what is really hours when the opportunity arises. The opportunity will pass you by. There are so many things in life that you're only going to get one chance at it. One chance. One chance. So when you believe in God and you're, you're having faith for certain things and the opportunity arises, you make sure you're ready. Make sure you're ready. Make sure when opportunity knocks on your door, you can open the door and welcome opportunity in. You could take and say, yes, thank you, Lord. I've been waiting on this. I've been prepared. I've been ready. I've been just waiting for the doors to open. Now the doors open. And now it is mine. <laughs> Amen. And so don't think, you know, see some people want to get rich. But they don't want to do nothing. They want to pray and sit on the couch and expect money to fall out of the sky on them. Right? That's not how it works. You have to do something with your hands. You have to create that environment. There's always something for you to do. The Bible says, give and it shall be what? Given. That is something for you to do. Amen. So, and you shall reap. The Bible says, seed time and harvest time will never cease. As long as the earth remain it. And so there won't be a harvest without a seed time. So there's something for you to do. You've got to plant in order to reap. Doesn't that even make sense? It makes sense. It makes absolute sense. So why is it so many of us thinking that we, we don't have to follow the principles that God has set in place for us to operate in prosperity and for the things that were desired to come into existence and become our reality, many of us don't think that there is a physical thing for us to do. Many of us don't think there is a part that we have to play. We're simply just going to have faith for it and just watch it happen. No. If you want to grow spiritually, yeah, you have faith for it. But then you got to read the word. You have to pray. You have to fast. And that's how you're going to grow spiritually. You want great anointing on your life? Yeah, that's good. You think it. Think the greater anointing. But there's a corresponding action that brings greater anointing. That is living your life holy and righteously before God. And doing the things, living your life in obedience to the word of God. That brings great anointing. 
You know, a lot of people think somebody have to lay hands on them for them to be anointed. No, you simply live your life according to the word of God. Get in line with the word of God. Be obedient to the word of God. Have a, a relationship with God. He will anoint you. <laughs> he will. That's how the anointing comes. The anointing doesn't necessarily come with somebody got to pray for you. A lot of people get prayed for and have no anointing. And a lot of people who you don't even know, they are super anointed. They're never in the front. You know, they're always in the back. But when you deal with them, you find out how anointed they are. Why? Because they're in their closets. They're praying. They're reading the word. And they're living their lives according to God's word. And it brings great anointing. So don't think that just, just by you just thinking everything's going to turn around. There's always something for you to do. Amen. You know, when I say giving, it shall be given to you. I want to teach you something else. You know that you could only get what is yours by giving the other person what is theirs. <laughs> Stop. You know, some of you will never get what is rightfully yours until you pay up. Until you give what you owe. There's a lot of people who are just stuck and can't move. And it's simple because they owe people and they refuse to pay up. How are, things, how are things going to be released to you if you won't release to others what belongs to them? You think about that for a minute. You can only get what is yours by giving the other man what is his. And just as I say, God say, bring the tithe into the storehouse. That means you simply give God what is his and he will give you what is yours. <laughs> Those are principles that we should live by. Never use what is old when you have it in your hand. Never tell somebody to come back to get what you have when you have what you owe them in your hand. Release it to its owner so what is owed to you may be released to you. Amen. If you make a pledge, keep your pledge. Do it the best of your ability. Honor your pledges. And so that what is what belongs to you will come to you. Let me say it again. Never use what is owed when you have it in your hand. Release it to its owner so what is owed to you may be released to you. A lot of folks owe people money, borrow money, and don't want to give it back. It's a shame. And then they try to say, well, you know, you said it was a gift. And you know good and well they're lying. And because of that, because of that, many people stuck they cannot go anywhere financially no matter how hard they work they never have enough why because what is what they owe somebody and refuse to pay so what belongs to them they they will not receive and so some may have a accumulation of stuff waiting to be released to you but it will not be released to you until you release to others what belongs to them that's a principle you know i i don't i never very rarely do I borrow for anybody. And if I do borrow, I make sure I pay. I pay up. If I borrow somebody's car for a week, I give it back to them washed, cleaned, vacuumed. Yeah, I don't give them back a dirty car, messed up. No, I give it back to them cleaner than when they gave it to me. If I borrow your tools, I will make sure your tool get back to you, get back to you in better condition than you gave it to me. 
why it's a principle and when i do that what belongs to me gets released to me amen and if i could take care of another man's property and return it to them god will bless me with my own that's just how it goes right as i said before give to god what belongs to god and give to man what belongs to man, and things from heaven and things from the earth will be released to you. <coughs> Amen. Let me say it one more time. Give to God what belongs to God. Give to man what belongs to man, and things from heaven and things from earth will be, will be released to you. You will not get what belongs to you until you release what you have for others. So let people's Stuff go, give it back to them. If you borrow, make sure you pay them back. Romans 13 and 7 say, give to everyone what you owe them. Give to everyone what you owe them. That's, that's, that's scriptural. Owe nothing to anyone except your obligation to love one another. Amen. That's it. That's it. Don't, don't. If you borrow with, without, with the intention of not paying, you are a robber. So you make sure, you make sure that whatever you borrow, you pay. Thinking, acting, we want the blessings of God in our lives, but we must make sure our actions are not canceling out the blessing that we are expecting. Amen. Let me say it again. Make sure your thinking is right. You want the blessings of God. We all want blessing. We all want increase. We all want prosperity. But make sure our actions are not canceling those things out. Make sure we're doing what we should do. Our thoughts and our actions are in line. We're in harmony with the word of God. Amen. We're doing what God says. We're blessing those who curse us. We're praying for those who despitefully use us and abuse us. And when we do those things, we will see prosperity. We see the blessings of God flow into our lives unhindered, unhindered, amen, and that's how I want to live, that's how you should want to live your life, unhindered blessing, um, mercy, goodness and mercy, following after you all the days of your life, amen, let me say it again, goodness, mercy, favor, following you all the days of your life. Amen. Well, God bless you. I pray that these words of wisdom, think and act, will find a place in your heart. And hopefully you can use it and, and gain an advantage in your life and get ahead and get from beneath and, and now begin to operate above. Get from behind and come to the forefront. Simply because you understand some very, very um, simple principles that you can use in your life that will cause the blessings of God to consistently be in your life. When I've told people all the time, since 13 years old, I've never been broke a day in my life. Never. 13 years old. Why? Because I followed one principle that my father taught me, and that was tithing and offering. And I made sure I tithed, and I had one hiccup in my life, and that's when I decided to use my tithe to buy this really posh car, and Lord, did I have trouble with that car. I had to get rid of that car and stop paying my tithes again to get things back on track. <laughs> Amen. So don't do it. Some of you are driving your tithe. Some of you are driving your offering. When God tells you to give, you don't give. You use it on yourself. 
somebody needed help and God gave you something to help them, but you used it for yourself. God is not pleased with those things. And so you want blessing on your life, but your corresponding action is canceling and is hindering your blessing. So you make sure you have faith, but you must add works or action to it. Amen. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for the blessing of every day. Thank you for your love. Thank you for grace. Thank you for mercy. Thank you for your words. I'm so appreciative of your words, God. I don't know where I would be without your words. I don't know how my life would be if I did not have your words. And so I thank you for the word, which is a lamp onto my feet and light onto my path. And thank you for your word that guides me, that trains me, that corrects me, that rebukes me, that blesses me. Thank you for your word, God. And Lord, as I've shared this word this morning, little nuggets of wisdom, I pray, God, that as we listen, we would apply and make the necessary changes in our lives that we can walk in unhindered blessings, unhindered favor, unhindered grace. And Father, no matter what the adversary does, because we are in line with your word, your word will still be established. Yeah, we'll be like trees that are planted by the rivers of water and we bring forth fruit in every season. Doesn't matter if it's famine, doesn't matter if it's dry season. God, we bring forth why? Because we're in harmony with your word. We don't just survive in famine, but God, we thrive because we live in harmony with your word. And so, Father, we thank you now. We give you glory, we give you honor, and we give you praise for the favor that you have placed on our heads, the increase on our hands, and the swiftness to our feet. Father, we give you glory for, for forgiving our past, preserving our present, and guaranteeing our future, and that there's not a feeble one amongst us, but we're healthy, we're wealthy, we're strong in the Lord, and in the power of his might. Father, we give you praise, we give you honor and glory. For it is in Jesus' name I pray. Amen.